Hey, what's up everybody? So like I said, today's episode will be just an, um, the episode that I did with my mentor and we were talking about how to create content that sells. So stay tuned. I left my 9 to 5 to build my own million dollar business. The real question is, how will I do it without VC funding or debt you completely from scratch? This podcast is here to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply and share marketing strategies to grow my online business using only affiliate marketing. My name is Pascal Kurz and welcome to Affiliate Marketing Secrets. What's going on, guys? Welcome to No BS Affiliate Marketing with your hosts, Andy Mattis and Pascal Kutz. And if you're struggling to create content that sells, then this might be one of the most important episodes you'll ever watch or listen to. So for me, when I started my affiliate journey, um, I was I was being told to create content um with value and basically i had no idea what what to do and how to do that and i just tried a bunch of stuff putting putting up random quotes on facebook and after after quite some time with nobody buying from me i was wondering what the hell am i doing wrong so i just mentioned one of the most common pitfalls um when it comes to creating content that sells. So what what are your experiences with this, Andy? Yeah, so like there are so many pitfalls that I kind of see out there at the moment. But yeah, you don't even want to know how bad my content was when I first started online, man. <laughs> it was awful. Um, yeah, for me, it wasn't even like value. It was like I've been told I needed to create content. I was finding these like quotes like there's so many people doing this Facebook advertising, you know, you need to be on Facebook or some kind of like, you know, random quit. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and then, yeah, eventually when I did sort of learn more about copywriting, it was just like, you know, sort of value, value, value post, and like nobody was converting. Right. Um, and yeah, I see a lot of this stuff out there online at the moment. Um, but yeah, it takes a lot more than just kind of adding value. People are telling you, right, add value, you'll make loads of money. You need to add value, but that alone will not make you money. There has to be a sort of system and strategy behind what you're doing, right? Right. As I say, what is it they say? Uh, there always it has to be a method behind the madness. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. So, like that—that—that's one of the major, or that were two of the major major pitfalls out there, like. Um. Anything else that comes to your mind um, that we should discuss? Yeah, like motivational. We, I think we should touch on the motivational right. things that you see a lot, um, especially on Facebook and stuff like that. Because, yeah, we can kind of really sort of go into like why your content is actually there in the first place and what right. it's actually designed to do and why just publishing motivational posts really doesn't really... It's okay to, it's okay to sort of share it and stuff like that, but it doesn't really kind of serve a purpose if you're using organic marketing on Facebook specifically. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, let's, let's go into why, why we actually want to create content or what purpose it should serve and then tie it into the, 
motivational All right. things. Do you want to sort of kick it off with that one then and, you know, explain it and I'll, I'll add a bit on that one? Yeah, um, so to start off with, um, I think the most important thing is to um, basically know your client or customer avatar um, when it comes to creating content. Because essentially with content, we want to... Um, build a relationship with with your audience right can i stop you there for a minute yeah like for anyone that's kind of new can you just kind of explain like what the you know customer kind of avatar is right so yeah the the customer avatar basically it's um your best client and and that could be if, if you're new to this whole thing um you're probably confused um like who is the best client and for the people who are, have a business already, um, you might want to take a look at um, who are buying you are buying from you repeatedly, who are the ones those and those people are most likely your ideal clients and for those for those of you who are new. Um, basically, a, a, a best it, your best client basically is um, so whatever you're promoting, it, it's, it solves a few problems, right? Whether you, it, it doesn't matter what niche you're in, um, all, the pro, all the products or programs are solving a specific or specific problems that people are having. Now, let, to give you an example, if you're marketing, um, I, I, I'm promoting a fit like, um, how should I say? Let's let's take the example of a fitness offer. If you just say, "I'm I'm promoting um, like a lose body fat offer," or or like uh, yeah, lose body fat is uh, kind yeah. of a good example. Weight loss, yeah, that's yeah. And it's like okay, but uh, who who are you targeting? Like who? What problems is that solving? And and who are the specific people that this can really help? So with the ideal client avatar, we, we basically nail down who this one person is that would be the, our ideal client forever for whatever we are selling or promoting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So it's just kind of like, you know, kind of like a targeted sort of um, audience, you know, it's like a generic kind of avatar. Um, you're going to target that avatar with your marketing right and you know it's like like i said with pascal like you know i've got my own my own program and i thought my ideal client was this person i created an avatar and marketed it and after i started sort of plugging a bunch of people in I actually realized okay because i thought originally i thought my ideal client avatar was you know someone that was sort of late 20s you know into the 30s and then it turned out after i plugged a whole bunch of people in i was sort of looking at right okay so this is my dream client. He's my dream client. Like looked at a whole bunch of people and actually seen direct. Okay, so my dream client's actually around 45, 50, some like a little bit older than that. And then you know I sort of sort of started gearing my marketing towards this avatar because those were the dream clients that I was you know looking for, and those are the ones that kind of started coming in. So yeah, it's really sort of nailing down like exactly who it is that you you serve. Okay, right. Um, now with with this client, uh, now we have the ideal client avatar, and and uh, could you go into like 
uh, now the next steps with with your content like we mentioned um building a relationship with your ideal clients so what, mm. what's yeah so like with like your idol let's just kind of quickly dive into like you know what your avatar like what kind of things you actually find out right right it's really about just kind of like you know like actually going to the market and speaking to your audience right because you know there's that old saying like what does like susie susie sat on a bus stop across the road okay like what does susie want for lunch right you can sit there you can study her you can look at her facebook you can i don't know read all of her emails you can do everything right you can research this person like hell and if you guess you could still get it wrong right so the only really way to really know what susie wants for lunch is to go and ask her all right only then are you going to be you going to be certain and it's kind of the same with like online marketing right so it's like you go and speak to these people okay like okay what are your pains okay like what are your problems like what are those kind of like burning problems that are kind of keeping you away awake at night yeah like what are your desires what steps do they need to take to get that desired result and you're just like there's a whole bunch more questions but these are the kind of things you're kind of asking to your perfect client you're sort of naming down a whole bunch of things and then you just basically compile it onto this avatar worksheet and then from there when you create your content you use the avatar worksheet okay to sort of touch on those pain points right because business is about solving problems okay so you're essentially just you know creating content that you know kicks their bruised knee you know it's going to resonate with them because you've already spoken to either clients to find out you know what their problems are and then you're just essentially just kind of educating them on the solution to their problem right right and like there is like there was an old saying that you know it kind of takes like seven points of contact before somebody makes a buying decision but you know recently i heard you know that number is now 70 points of contact okay so like your content is literally it's like you want to think of it as like a 70 point ladder right you mm -hmm. go from old you know somebody that doesn't know you doesn't like you doesn't trust you mate obviously not everyone's going to be 70 points of contact but some people are going to take 70 points of contact before they make a buying decision um, about you know kind of signing up with you so your content is really there to you know nurture became okay, nurtured them through that process and then you know you can there's different types of types of content you can use there um you know some they're designed to actually get them to sort of take a specific action there as well right so yeah like your content should always be like like you said always be targeted to this one client avatar so you speak directly to their like you said bruce knee i, I like that <laughs> and so um i guess like with 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 um these 70 steps and and it may be less like what you're essentially doing is building the relationship because in the end nobody's gonna buy from you if they don't trust you or if they don't think that you can offer the solution to their problems which exactly. is why it's so important to know what are their problems yeah and like you know skepticism is is, is very kind of normal um hence the name of this podcast you know no bs affiliate marketing the amount of bs out there is unreal um so naturally people are skeptical of you know this that and the other maybe they've kind of been burnt in the past so like it's really like you know there's like i said there's so many different types of content but like it's really about getting people to know like get to know you and like yeah. if you speak to anyone that's kind of really successful like the most of them will tell you like their best clients come from organic yeah. right you know people like sam evans he would tell you you know millions and millions like i think you interviewed steve larson a little while ago he said the same thing 
yeah. you know, your best content comes from organic. And you may be wondering why, like pay traffic is amazing. And, you know, you're going to need both to really sort of scale. Um, if you're just starting out, really should be kind of focusing on organic. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, I've got an audience, let's say, for example, I've got an audience of 4,000 people on Facebook, right? I'm publishing content every day. They know who I am, right? They're following my content. There's some form of relationship there versus, you know, someone just randomly sort of scrolling down Facebook, clicking on an ad, and then, you know, trying to sign them up for a program. It's like, hmm, like, I don't know you. It's like the skepticism is a lot higher, you know, with cold traffic. So that's generally why, you know, organic sort of converts higher. Um, obviously, it requires a bit of sort of like manual labor to actually, you know, generate the organic um, traffic and stuff like that. But yeah. Right. Right. So uh, we mentioned the motivational posts, like how does that tie in with what we just spoke about? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, just makes you feel good, you know, like content that really gets people to kind of take action. It's not so much like just motivational posts, like mm -hmm. motivation is short lived, right? If you, if you're running off motivation, only motivation, like you will not last long in online business. Right simple right there has to be a sort of deeper root thing like motivation is only temporary um yep and it doesn't really like yeah it doesn't really kind of do much to get people to actually you know move the needle for your business it doesn't really serve too much of a purpose there yeah yeah you mentioned something very interesting here like it doesn't really serve a purpose right so what like that that that's a very interesting point as as we we always say that everything you do in your marketing should serve a certain purpose mm. right? so what is just like you know what we call like random acts of marketing like yeah what i see a lot is like you know like you said people say to kind of you know to create content and then you just go out there and he's like okay it's tuesday i'm gonna create uh this post on tuesday monday i'm gonna do like a you know, something random Wednesday, I'm just gonna, yeah, I feel like writing, like writing about this on Wednesday. It's like, it's just random acts of marketing. There's no real strategy there behind what you're, you're actually posting. Like, do you actually know yeah. whether this piece of content you're putting out there is actually going to move the needle for your business or are you just putting it out there for the sake of putting it out there? Yeah. I think for like 80%, if not more of the market, it's yeah. just like, I'll just put it out there for the sake of putting it out there. I don't really know any, any different. Right. And yeah. I've been there myself, right? You know, I've been there myself at one point. So like, and you know, things weren't too good. Things weren't working out too well. There was no kind of system or strategy behind what I was actually posting. So like, you know, first of all, really sort of nailing down, like what types of content do I need to be kind of be posting there as well? And you want to have this sort of like balance. You just don't want to be kind of pitching people every day. Because mm. that's going to be like, people say, oh, this guy is going to pitch me on this post. Like um, I've seen people who literally pitch on, every single post and it's like hmm. it's like before i even start reading it i'm like yeah i guarantee there's gonna be a pitch at the end of this one and it always is and it's like you want to actually sort of have a little bit of nurture in there and you know a, a balance of kind of you know pitching and stuff like that as well yeah yeah i've experienced the same thing with like some kind of emails that you're getting you you know exactly okay it's just another promotion and you don't even look at the email because you know it already right and that's that's why it's so important to have this ratio you just mentioned. So, like, what what would you say is a good ratio of promotion uh, to value? Yes, you can kind of switch up. You know, the eighty twenty principle is always a good one to apply. You know, as they say, 
you know, 80% of the world is water, 20% is land. Uh, what is it? 20% of the population commit 80% of the crimes. So we add like, you know, the 80, 20 principle. So, you know, you can do sort of 80% sort of nurture content, um, 20% sort of taking action content, getting people to take specific action. And then you can sort of rotate it to, you know, for like, you know, specific periods of time, can't really kind of go into all of this stuff too much now, but like then you can do yeah. sort of like 80% sort of, you know, like taking action content and then 20% sort of nurture. You can kind of cycle between the two. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and like what time periods are we talking about? It's like um, when would you say is the best, you know, to switch up the 80-20 to promotion to value? Yeah, so we do like for us, we do something cool. We do like a, a two week promotion cycle. So the promotion promotion cycle is like um, it's eighty percent pitching or eighty percent taking action, twenty um, percent value, sort of you know nurture content, right? Mm. So we do those for two weeks, and then after those two weeks is done, we add like a sort of a four to six week buffer. Okay, so we've been like basically pitching hard for like two weeks, and then we sort of just step back, and then we just go to sort of you know, sort of 80% value, 80% nurture to 20% pitching. And then we do that for like, you know, four to six weeks and then we do another promotion cycle. So that's kind of like what we do. We do there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and f like, um, so what, what, what else is, um, a good advice to, to our listeners. Um, what should you do when it comes to creating content that sells? Like what are the, to do's to do's um so again like you strong call to actions and like you see this like really like quite a lot it's like um i was guilty of doing this myself like when i used to do my my posts and i wanted someone to take action it would be just be like at the end of the post right yeah send me a message if you know and let's talk or send me a dm or something like that and when you really think about it like who really does that you know you certainly occasionally sort of get a message from someone but most people don't do it so like what's everyone doing when they're on facebook they're commenting on stuff right yeah so you know uh let's say for example you know if you're interested in a comment leads down below uh, down the bottom or comment content or something like that and when people comment they're identifying themselves as a potential lead which mm -hmm. then gives you a reason to actually kind of reach out to them yeah that's a very good point um, yeah, I, I was doing the same thing. <laughs> yeah, send me a message, and and nobody sent you a message. I was like, huh? Exactly. So, uh, am I doing yeah. something wrong? <laughs> and again, everyone's doing it as well. You yeah. Know? So it's like they've heard it a million times before. Right. So. Yeah, and we want to give you the no BS here on this on this episode on this podcast. So. Um, we, we kind of mentioned the motivational thing. So like, when would you actually consider posting something motivational or won't you consider doing that at all? Hmm. So like, you know, sometimes I'm not like against motivational, but it's like, you know, like you've seen this yourself. Some people just like motivation, motivation, like every day. It's like, how are you going to get nobody to take action? Like, you just kind of find your own style. I'm not going to put, tell anyone this is how you do with motivation. But for me personally, like if I ever use like a motivational quote, it's usually right in the middle of a piece of content that I'm actually creating, like an actual, maybe like a story post or something like that. And that motivational quote is 
related to the piece of content that I'm actually creating. So it's like, it kind of serves a purpose, uh, like a bigger purpose than just like motivation, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Like, yeah, for me personally, you very rarely, this is just me, you very rarely see me post just kind of like motivational, um, yeah, just motivation stuff. Like, it's not really something that I do. Yeah. Okay, so like, um, uh, to give a good, uh, to do a quick summary of like what to do, we we discussed the eighty twenty of eighty percent promotion, twenty percent value, and then switch it up every like do this. Uh, we do the forty day, uh, 14, 14, That's important <laughs> promotion cycle. Um, then switch it back to eighty percent value, twenty percent promotion for the next four to six weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Um. Every piece of content you put out should serve a purpose. Now, do you want want to get go a little bit deeper on on what what that would mean, like um, or or how to give value in your content so act, people actually, you know, take action? Yeah. So, like, I guess, like, you know, with your value, you should be using your avatar worksheet. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to understand these people better than they know themselves um and really sort of hit those pain points and educate them on the solution i guess like and over time where you're sort of people like watch people are nosy right give them something to nose at even if they don't engage on your content <laughs> like yeah. people are nosy they will be sort of watching like i have people reaching out to me like i've been following your content for for ages and they've not engaged on a single post so like you know be hitting those pain points and it's like sometimes when i speak to people these people they're like yeah like I hear you kind of writing about this and it's like, yeah, man, I, when, I, when I read that, I thought this. So you want to be hitting those pain points. Okay. Make people feel understood. This is like, wow. Like, just to give you an example, I had a call uh, with a guy a couple of weeks ago and he, I sent him a friend request and he was like, he was like, man, like I'm not being rude or anything, but it's like, I received so many friend requests. I usually just like ignore it. But like some reason, like I just clicked on your profile. And then he was like, I just started scrolling down your wall. And I was like, damn, he's like, I, I'm not calling you a liar or anything. But like, I was reading your content about like, you know, sort of where you were beforehand, like, um, and, you know, the kind of like struggles and stuff that you went through. And I was like, damn, like, I really kind of resonated with that stuff. And like, he said, I don't know, I just kind of just, I never do this, but I just kind of just, you know, started scrolling down your wall. And yeah, it was like, it, it really sort of resonated with, yeah, really sort of resonated with me. So, uh. And there you go, like you use that avatar, like people will take notice. And like I said, you know, just use like strong call to actions every now and then, you know, mm. in between. So yeah. yeah, very good point. And and um so I guess for for um to make it really give a give our listeners a bit of a how to create content, we could go into the framework of hook story offer here yeah. real quick that Russell yeah. Brunson is using. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, the hook, like, yeah, like, Russell Brunson, if you haven't read the book, um, Expert Secrets, I highly recommend going and grabbing it, or any of the secrets books, they're amazing, but Expert Secrets is probably my favorite. Um, but, yeah, this is, like, the Russell Brunson, um, the owner of ClickFunnels, he, he talked about the hook story offer, right? Yeah. So, like, like story content or something like that, You your hook is, like, you know, it has to kind of grab grab your attention, right? Um so like let's just say for example 
you know, over here in the UK, we have like a soap like um, series. It's called EastEnders, right? Mm -hmm. And they sometimes have these adverts on TV, which is like, it's this high drama. It's like, boom, like literally like, I don't know, someone's, someone's going to end up dead. Someone gets killed or like, just so like gives you kind of a glimpse of what's to come. Right. And it's like, you, I, I don't watch this stuff, but you see people they are like, oh my God, like I've got to go and watch this now. Right. So it's like the hook, they're hooking them in before the actual kind of story. So like your hook in your, in your Facebook content is essentially like the first few lines um, has to be kind of like high drama and really sort of grab the person's attention. Right. So that's your hook. And then from there, you, I like to use open loops. Right. So um, just to try and give you an example here. So I could do some like really sort of high drama, right? And I'm going to say, I'm going to open a loop by, I'm going to say, okay, so I'm going to tell you how I did this. Um, I'm going to like, in this post, I'm going to share with you how I did this, right? So I've gone high drama, I've grabbed their attention. In this post, I'm going to tell you how I did this, right? So I've opened a loop and then I'll go like, but before I get into that, um, I just quickly want to tell you about this. So I'm changing the topic, right? And I'm making the wait for that loop to be closed, which is going to be somewhere, you know, further down the post. So this keeps, you know, readers like really engaged, um, open loops and closed loops. They are really powerful. Um, so yeah, before I get into that, I'm just going to quickly tell you a quick story, right? So then you go into the story and then, yeah. Okay. So, you know, and as I was saying earlier, I was going to let you in on this. Boom. Then you go back to that. So like using open loops. So you've got the hook, then you've got the story, um, and then you've got offer at the bottom. Like I was saying earlier, um, you know, with using like strong call to actions and stuff like that. So, yeah, just as kind of like to give you guys like a quick like five minute sort of breakdown. Um, that's kind of like hook story offer with open and closed loops, which are really powerful. And yeah, not everyone really uses. On yeah, <laughs> very, very powerful. That's why every single movie series uses it all the time, right? Yeah. You get sucked into a scene on a movie or something, and then boom, they switch to scene, and you're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now we, I think we've all been been through been a uh, bitch. Holy, holy shit, binge watching. <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. is that so hard to say? <laughs> yeah, binge watching. So, okay. Um, so is there, is there anything else that we we kind of missed out on what what uh, we need to do in a content? I think we we kind of discussed um, the most important things. Anything comes to, comes to your mind? Um, if not, we could go into what not to do when it comes to content. Um, I think we kind of covered most of that. Um, so yeah, so you can kick off with like you can start with you know what what not to do and then. See if I can add anything to that there. Right. So uh, we we discussed about the motivational post that you that we you don't want to do it. You can do it, um, but you don't want to do it too often, and you don't want to be one of those people. Like yeah. I was at the start, um, posting random uh, quotes. Yeah. And that, I was doing that for for I think one or two weeks, and and. Although you get a lot of engagement and you're like, wow, this is amazing. I get a lot of engagement, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but engagement doesn't deposit any money in your bank account. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that one up because that one uh, <laughs> out to mind then engagement. This is a big one. You see people chasing engagement on Facebook. Honestly, you cannot deposit those likes and hearts in your bank account, right? Yep. 
usually I, when I see people with like 300 likes and shit on their post, they're like, you speak to them, they are some of like the most broke people online because they're focusing on the wrong things. Again, 80-20, right? 20% of your activities will yield 80% of the results, okay? And if you're scrolling around Facebook, comment on people's stuff and constantly keeping the algorithm warm, um, you're not really focusing on what's actually going to yield you the results. So please, please, please do not fall into the trap of thinking that, you know, boosting your engagement um, like to millions of numbers is going to actually make you more, more money. You want your content to be seen and there's ways that you can do that. But like focusing on getting massive engagement, like it's, it's not important. It's yeah. not important. Exactly. Yeah, I've and had like five, nearly $5,000 days with terrible engagement. Yeah. And you see people on Facebook getting like 500 likes and comments and, and they're the most broke <laughs> affiliates out there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So another thing that we kind of brought up earlier was um, random acts of marketing. Yeah. So you don't want to just publish content like you said for the sake of publishing it should yeah. all serve a certain purpose and like this is like it's all good and well saying this stuff as well but then like you get the people as well that would say like i'll just i'll just figure it out on my own and i'll tell you now like just being straight you're not gonna do that like at a present i've been for like some over like forty thousand dollars in mentorship programs and one thing that i can tell you is there's some there's some amazing mentors out there but like everyone brings something different to the table right like i've grabbed some golden nuggets from every single mentor that i've kind of been with um you know barred a couple of bad ones <laughs> right you know but people bring like everyone brings something different to the table and mm. for you to kind of have the limiting belief because that's all it is is a limiting belief that you're actually going to figure that stuff on, on your own it's not going to happen I've seen people go in the wrong direction. I have clients myself that have gone in the wrong direction for over 10 years, right? And then once I've seen other people do something, do, do similar stuff, they've gone trying to figure it out for years. And then once they've eventually invested in kind of a mentorship program, they're like, oh man, like I wish I just did this at the start. I would have just shaved, shaved off like multiple years of heartache, pain and struggle, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, like, don't be that person that purely we're giving you value here. Right. And again, no BS. Like don't be that person that just tries to, you know, build yourself a six or seven figure business from figuring out on you and just watching YouTube videos from like hundreds and hundreds of different people. Right. You want to basically be sort of named down exactly who it is that you want to learn from. And like, my recommendation is just to, you know, only gather information from like one or two people and then focus on implementing it. Because if you gather information for too many different people at the same time, it's going to lead to overwhelm. And right. people get stuck and they end up quitting. Um, so, yeah, the best way to really kind of do this stuff is just get someone that's going to be there to help guide you um, along through the process. It's the fastest way to start making money online. Don't see yeah. investing in yourself as an expense. It's an investment, not an yep. expense. That's why you say investing in yourself yeah. and not expanding, <laughs> expanding like, something. It's crazy. You know, what Phil finds like crazy as well is like people like see, you know, nothing against it. Like all of my family have gone to university, bar me, right? Um, every single one of them, you know, they've gone, spent four years and, you know, studying, getting a degree and all of this stuff. And then they leave with like, 
£40,000 worth of debt. Yeah. Right? And then they basically left paying that off for like the next like 10, 15 years. Some people even longer than that. Right? To then go and work at a job that pays you less than, you know, or maybe if you've got a PhD, you may be earning around, around about the six-figure mark. Yeah. Whereas you could invest, you know, a few grand into some like really good mentorship online and you could literally have yourself a you know a six figure business or a multiple six figure business within your first 6 to 12 months absolutely yeah and and i kind of experienced this myself um this limiting belief um like spending spending let's say two, three, four grand on going on vacation no problem but like investing 2k in a mentorship program oh my god <laughs> hell no that's way too expensive it's like yeah um, what the hell <laughs> and it's like you know you wouldn't if you didn't know how to fly a plane would you just jump in it and start right you know start flying it yeah it's not gonna go it's not gonna end well so like yeah and that's right. usually what happens when people try and come and figure it out on their own online yeah they just go down the wrong route and you know they end up wasting years or they end up getting they end up getting burnt out and quit so. Yeah. Yeah. You won't, like you said, yeah, you won't go to, to an airport and you want to go to, let's say you're going to the London airport and you want to go to, I don't know, Sao Paulo. You won't go there and jump into a random plane, right? <laughs> It's going to take you, I don't know, somewhere. You want to, you want to be um, sure that you will get to the, in, you have the right direction going into and, and hitting your, Uh, destination that you want to go to mm -hmm. uh, just so yeah like i think we've both we've been both through um you know w watching those youtube videos and and trying to figure everything out on our own that we can and really give you the no bs fastest way get yourself a mentor who can show you how to do stuff who's been doing it on his own And what's important also um, is to really research on your mentor before you actually jump and yes. and yes, really big. Do not ever assume because someone is making a lot of money that they're going to be a good mentor. Like yeah, like I said, the couple of bad ones that I've had, they're both eight-figure earners. One doing over 50 million, one doing like about you know 12 million, and they were some of the worst mentors that I've ever had. So. There are some good ones out there, but you know, you actually have a look at like, are these people good at you know helping their students get results? What are their students yeah. saying about the system? Because yeah. yeah, that's 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 really important. Yeah, just because they're driving a Lambo or have big like mansion or whatever doesn't mean that they're good teachers. Exactly. Okay, so um, what what have you missed out on? What not to do when it comes to um creating content that sells we kind of discussed we discussed um like having a purpose um or not doing the random acts of marketing we discussed um not trying to figure everything out on your own just discuss the engagement as well right so um not don't pitch on every post i think we've already covered that as well right right so i guess um yeah we can just give give um, our listeners a quick summary of what we discussed in this episode and then wrap it up 
Yeah, go ahead, man. All right. So, yeah, we 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 discussed why you want to create content, and basically, um, essentially, what what content should do is to um, build relationship, build trust in in your audience, and and you really should nail down who your audience is with we discussed the ideal client avatar and in case you don't know what you should um what question you should you should ask your ideal client avatar there's also worksheets you can just google ideal client avatar worksheet and you will find something mm -hmm. um right so the most common pitfalls when it comes to creating content which kind of overlaps with what not to do um so i, I will just start off the, the most common pitfall i would say is the engagement part thinking that uh, engagement leads to a lot of sales which actually is not the case and like like we said the, the people who get like 500 likes and comments on their posts posting random stuff are the ones who don't make any money but like you mentioned, you mentioned that you were having bad engagement. You're making what? What did you say? Like five k days? Yeah, with hardly any engagement on there. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So um, that's engagement is not important. I probably had like twenty likes if I'm lucky on some some posts. <laughs> you know, like engagement doesn't lead to to sales, right? Yeah. All right. So an, another pitfall that, or another thing that you don't want to do is the random acts of marketing, just putting out content for the sake of putting it out. Mm -hmm. um, the motivational stuff, do not just simply put up out motivational stuff. You, you might occasionally want to throw something in, but it's, it's personal, personal preference um kind of have to figure it out on your or yeah make your own choice on on how and when you want to do it yeah um what did i forget i don't know i think you you pretty much covered pretty much covered everything there i'm pretty sure okay uh, all the major bits so yeah, yeah. Now, now the uh, just uh, quickly run through what to do. Um, the three, four points we discussed um, before we wrap this up was um, every purpose, uh, every purpose, every content should serve a purpose. There we go. Um, the eighty twenty uh, principle of eighty percent promotion, twenty percent value, then switching it up after two weeks. What we do the two weeks promotional promotion cycle, I I can barely talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then switching back to four to six weeks of eighty percent value with twenty percent promotion. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And, so you just kind of cycle it between between a man and just sort of have that sort of balance there. You know what I mean? You know, you want to have that balance there. So just kind of switch it up. You don't want to just be doing the same thing every week for you know 12 months of a year you gotta kind of have a sort of balance of, you know switching things up and that so yeah yep all right all, all right. right i think that was it yeah
so like again for like anyone that wants to sort of learn more about what we do um there'll be a link in the description somewhere down below this video where you can sort of click on you know uh find out a little bit more about what we do and again you know obviously don't forget to to subscribe to the channel there should be uh i don't know something somewhere i think over in that corner <laughs> uh down at the bottom screen so yeah <laughs> make sure you hit, hit the subscribe button um you know switch notifications on and yeah been really great jumping on here again with you pascal so uh yeah yeah you know we'll catch you guys on the next episode yeah thank you for tuning in goodbye bye Thank you for listening to the Affiliate Marketing Secrets podcast with your host, Pascal. If you love the Affiliate Marketing Secrets podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give a review. Until next time. <laughs>